Welcome to our Engaging Influencers podcast, where we at Ablaze Malawi aim to illustrate the significance of living an influential Christian life and how one could impact society. We do this by bringing real-life situations and stories to illustrate just how essential this is to the everyday Christian life. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, fam. Welcome to another session of Engaging Influences with your host, Klantla Daika. So today, we're continuing on the series, Leadership Lessons from Bible Characters. And today, we'll be talking about a leader that most of you are very familiar with. He's like the first of the Old Testament. So many few leaders, so many few prophets were used to the level this leader was used. And I'm sure you're already guessing the name. And I want to say, yes, it's him, Moses. We'll be talking about Moses today. There's a lot to learn from him. And I just want you to just put your whole attention into this. And if you can, please share the links to other people. Get a notebook, write down notes. It's going to be a worthy time. Good enough to build your leadership skills. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, thank you for yet this another day that you've given us to learn something valuable about leadership from you. You sent characters from times thousands and thousands of years ago that could become benchmarks of leadership. God, we do not want to ignore these great men, but we come here so that we can study and understand them. And by your grace, be able to live up to such great standards. So teach us, equip us, and give us the grace to live up, God Almighty, to these principles. In the name of Jesus, I have prayed. Amen. So as I've said, we'll be talking about Moses today. And without wasting so much time, let's have a quick background about this man. So the name Moses means to pull out or draw out. As an infant, Moses was given this name by Pharaoh's daughter. So there's a story that surrounds the whole event on how he, as a Hebrew, found himself uh, before Pharaoh's daughter and she gave him that name and took her, uh, took him as her own son. So you go read Exodus and you'll be able to understand the whole picture of how he was born, the time he was born, what was going on, and how he grew up. Otherwise, for the whole lifeline of Moses, then you can also go and read uh, the books of Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. So these four books together, they will give you a full picture of who Moses was. Otherwise, Moses is still considered the most important prophet in Judaism and was of the most important prophets in Christianity, which is my religion, Islam, the Druze faith, Baha'i faith, and other Abrahamic religions. So he's very crucial. 
because through him God gave the law that still governs entirely all the Jews and it is foundational to Christianity to Islam and all other faiths in the world he is the one that wrote the first five books of the Bible called Torah so he's that crucial and otherwise as you go through the Bible you get to understand as a leader God used him mightily to deliver Israelites from the slavery that they were going through in Egypt and he led them to the promised land so it's an interesting journey and there's so much to learn and I would encourage you take your time to read these four books understand the life of Moses understand the time he was called to be a leader understand the situations that he had to face surmount to a point that we call him one of the greatest prophets ever otherwise what are the few leadership lessons that I was able to note that I can share with you so there are a lot like tens honestly guys there's a lot about Moses I cannot exhaust it but I had to find something that would fit in this podcast something crucial probably something I've been heard about and not just something different but something important so this is what I'm going to focus about and I have seven lessons to share with you today. The first one, Moses documented everything. When you go through these books that he wrote, you'd be surprised the detail that he put up in these books. The way he was born, how he met God, the assignments that God gave him, the task that God gave him, what God told him to go and tell Pharaoh, to tell the Israelites, who he married, the names of his children, the father-in-law, the struggles that they faced while they were moving through the desert, the people that they fought, the land that they owned, the specific sins that the Israelites did, the specific words that God said, the specific laws that God gave him, he documented all of them. He documented everything. That was Moses for you. Even the numbers of the tribes, he documented that. And it's an important principle that we have to learn as leaders or aspiring leaders. So, what you notice know is that the power of a short pencil lasts longer than a memory. Documentation helps one to check off behavior, events, and occurrences of the future. Without documentation, it is difficult to also find a pattern why things happen, what needs to be corrected, and which way forward. You should do that. Because as we look back to these events, then we can be able to learn how these people did it right. Then we can be able to learn where they got it wrong as the Israelites. And then we can be able to determine the best way forward. So you don't just document for yourself. 
if you want to be a leader about longevity, if you want to be a leader about who's going to set standards, you have to be willing to document what you're going through, what your business is um, dealing with. You have to be able to document that. You need to have records, financial rec records. You need to have minutes for meetings. You need to have policies, constitution for whatever you are doing. You cannot lead people without a constitution. You cannot lead a company without a constitution. You cannot lead a nation without a constitution. I marvel when I still see companies, organizations for years, but they don't have the code of conduct. They don't have a constitution. That's not good leadership. Moses didn't lead people anyhow, blindly. He had a constitution where he could refer to when the people were wrong. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be a leader that documents everything. And that will make your leadership a better experience. Secondly, what you notice know that Moses knew the power of retreats. Moses constantly took time away from the people to be in the presence of God. Retreat is a key to advancement. That's what you have to know as a leader. When you go for a retreat, you hear better, your dreams become clearer, you receive a greater inspiration, and your intellectual and emotional capacity is better strengthened in these seasons of retreat. Moses knew this very well. That's why he could go away for 40 days, even though he knew that he had left a rebellion, a rebellious type of people. But he was willing to leave them behind. To say, I know anything can come out from you people. You can disobey God. You can do this. But I still have to leave you and go and meet God so that I can be rebuilt, refreshed, and be given new instructions. We need that as leaders. We can't just be there. We can't just be firefighting all the times. Learn to withdraw yourself as a leader and go to a place where you can pray. Learn to withdraw yourself as a leader and go to a place where you can learn, you can study, you can feed yourself. Because at the end of the day, as a leader, you are always going to be in a position where you have to give. The world will always demand a lot from a, from a leader. But as the Bible says in Acts chapter 3 verse 6, when Peter was responding to the crippled person, he said, Servant God, I do not have, but what I have, I give unto you. So you can only give what you have. Therefore, know it as a leader as well that you too, you can't give what you don't have. And that's why you need retreats. And Moses showed us that. And that's why he was always in shape to deal with the craziest situations that Israelites could always come about. It's not easy from day to day dealing with people who are always complaining. It's not easy from day to day dealing with people who are always re rebelling and sometimes they want to kill you. You need a strength that is consistent. You need a tenacity, you need resilience, you need all these characters that can be attained by taking time to be with God, taking time to think, 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 think things through, 
taking time to just be alone. Have retreats as a leader. Thirdly, what you learn is that Moses knew the need to exhibit the ability to negotiate and to constructively confront. You see, where there's negotiation, there's hope for reaching an agreement. After all, just like it is in life, you do not get in business what you do you want, you get what you negotiate. Moses exhibited this character well. When he went to Pharaoh, he just didn't come there. I have come to conquer your kingdom, set my people free. No, he had to come with a negotiating factor. Of course, it was God that was sending him, but we can even understand how God approaches things. So he came up with Smaller miracles that kept getting bigger and bigger. That in the end, the other part had to say, okay, you know what? Have what you want. Go. So you have to learn how to negotiate as a leader. Moses was dealing with people that he did not grow up with. People that sometimes were like, okay, how can we trust you when you haven't been going through the struggles that we have gone through, you made a yourself and stuff like that. So he had to learn how to convince people to get on his team. And that's what we're talking about negotiation. Otherwise, later on, we even see how he constructively confronted God or even negotiated with God. There are times when God was so mad with the Israelites. But you find Moses still trying to take a step and talk it out with God. Saying, mm, God, be it against you to destroy all these people. Other nations will be like, ah, look at this God. He destroyed the people that he promised to give them the land. To a point, God had to say, mm, Moses, what you're saying has sense. Okay, I'll not destroy the people. So you have to be a person who can negotiate. You have to be a person who doesn't always want to have your way through? It's the same thing even in marriage. It's the same thing when you're hiring an employee. Because wherever there are two parties, there are always going to be two different interests, two different ones. The only way to get to a point where you are on the same team is when you have negotiated it through. That means one party has sufficiently had what it wanted. Another party has also sufficiently had, had what it wanted as well. So you can't completely get everything in life. Learn how to negotiate. Learn how to negotiate business contracts. Learn how to negotiate deals. Learn how to negotiate with people that you don't know, you don't agree with, and they hate you. But in the end, you still have to live with them. In the end, you still have to work with them. That's why you need to have an art of negotiating. Exhibit that ability. Fourthly, Moses knew that one of his primary assignments was to bring people out of their slave mentality. This is crucial. You know, you can take a person out of a village, as they say, but you can't take a village out of the person. And that's the biggest challenge that we have. It's the thing that we're going through even in Malawi as a people. A lot of people still have a colonial mindset. 
one of the priorities our founding leaders or even our current leaders were and are supposed to do is to successively transition people from this colonial mindset that they have. It's still bringing us backwards. People still live as if they are slaves. People still live as if they can't think on themselves. Still begging, still depending on other people. For a lot of years, we can't run our own economy. If a donor doesn't put money into us, then we'll suffer. We need to shift from that mindset. We need to shift from that position. And Moses knew that very well. So physical freedom is not a guarantee of mental, emotional, and spiritual deliverance. When God wants to set a man free, he puts quite a leadership in his life to help him achieve this. And that's the way out. And personally, that's why I chose to focus on leadership. Because I knew that's the only way we can get people out of these minds. That keep them moving backwards, even worse than they were as slaves. So that was the same story with Moses. You'd find every now and then people, one little thing, ah, we want to go back to Egypt, it's better to be a slave. Slave mentality. Slave mentality. We have to shift from that. We have to see ourselves as people who deserve good things. We have to see ourselves as people who deserve a land full of rich, rich of milk and honey. We have to see ourselves as a people that can be provided of everything by God, not by any other man. We have to see ourselves as people who can defeat giants, defeat warriors. And that was the mentality that Moses tried to give the people. A mentality of not just doing things anyhow, sinning anyhow. There had to be a law and people had to obey. And that's what it means to be civilized. That's what it means not to be a slave. Let's learn to shift out of a slave mentality, a poor mentality, a begging mentality, a colonial mentality, everything negative, everything backward. We have to shift from that. And Moses showed us well as a leader how to engage in that. The fifth lesson is Moses recognized the power of leading with a team. You see, teamwork creates synergy. It helps to get the perspective we have never possessed. That is in other people. It increases the strength of individuals. It brings skills together. It brings resources together. It just gets things done in a better way. What would take a three years with the right team, it can take three months. And I like to say this, you know, there's an African proverb. It says, if you go alone, you go fast. But if you go together, you go far. But one thing that I've learned as well is that if you go with a great team, you can go back 
you can go both fast and far. So learn to work with the team and learn to invest in that team so that you can be a great one. And when you do so, you find yourself doing a lot of things in a short time. Moses knew this very well. That's why when the burden was too much, he had to take the advice of his father-in-law, Jethro, and he chose the leaders. And there was a time when the Spirit of the Lord came on people and they started prophesying and people, and he had to say, I wish everyone had, you know, the spirit of a prophet in them. He desired good things out of his leaders. And that's why he was always with Joshua. And even from the very beginning, the very first task, he, he didn't want to do just alone. He welcomed the idea that God put forward of Aaron going with him. So he worked with Aaron from the very beginning. He never worked alone and we have to be like that. Understand that the tasks that God has given you, the leadership task, the business that you have, it's not something that's going to be achieved by your own intellect, your own strength. You need people. You need to learn how to work with people, to be with people, and to grow with people. Learn that. The sixth point is that Moses knew the need of turning setbacks into comebacks. You see, a setback is usually a teacher dressed up in pain. Learn from it and you have your comeback. Most people are shying away from what they're going through. Moses was no different to most of us. Let's not forget that. He was a person that grew up without his physical parents, separated from his people. And don't think when he was growing up, he was oblivious to that. No, he found out that's why he killed an Egyptian who was abusing a Hebrew because he knew that he wasn't an Egyptian. So he grew up far from his people, separated from his own people. He was adopted. He never knew his parents. Of course, he did eventually with his sister caring and the mother coming to take care. But he didn't have the privilege to grow up in a home of his parents. When he killed a person, he had to run away and live in a far place for 40 years. Came back, his people didn't even want him. They want to follow him. Then he had to face a king of all people who was tough and all these things. These were setbacks. These were challenges. But Moses knew how to turn them into comebacks. When he killed a person, he just didn't run away into the desert forever. He had to come back as a king. He ran away as a fugitive, but he came back as a leader. How are you using these times that are tough? How are you using these times that are isolated? That's what being a leader is all about. You have to learn how to turn setbacks into comebacks. Lastly, Moses was a people's person. You see, Moses identified their cha the challenges of his people, the discouragements, and their disappointments. People find it easy to follow a leader who knows how to identify with the things that they are going through. 
there has to be a point where people will be assured that this person, he knows what we feel. He cares for us and is willing to do something about it. When you get to that point, that's the point that people will be willing to follow you. But when you're a person that shows no care, that you're not, uh, you not empathetical to what they're going through, trust me, people will disown you, they will leave you. You have to be an empathetic leader. Be concerned about what people are going through. Don't just do things business as usual. Get to the office, you awake, you leave. No. Get a point when you get into the office. You see some few people, greet them, say hi. How are you? How are things at home? Surprisingly, some people open up to you. Ah, maybe I don't have school fees. And you pay for that fees. Trust me, these people will be able to stick with you for a long time. I have heard of people denying job offers that paid a lot of money, even more than their current boss, who they are loyal to. But because of certain things that that person did, that were not even monetary in value, they chose to stay with that person with the little pay that they were getting. So, be a person who relates with what people are going through. When people are going through hard times, don't just put it in your heart and say, okay, I know they're going through hard times. But what can I say? No. Let them know that you care. As, it is, as someone said, I believe John C. Maxwell, that people would not care about what you know until they know that you care. So as a leader, I understand that very well. In a world that cares less, we have to show that we care. In a world that doesn't remember people, we have to show that we remember them. In a world that people are fighting each other, we have to show that we are there for healing. That's what leaders have to stand for and fight for. Your people are going through financial times, but you're living reckless, still spending a lot of money as a leader. That's not a good leadership trait. Sometimes you might have a good car, you might have a lot of money, but don't go to a poor person and tell them what you have. You know, that's an insert. Know when to tell people what you want to tell them. Know how to live before different type of people. People who have money, people who don't have money. People who are happy and people who are sad. People who are mourning and people who enjoy it. Know how to live with all those people. You can't live with them the same way all the time. No. That's not a leader. When people are mourning, show that you feel their sorrow. Jesus wept when Lazarus died. And he's weeping. It's not like he wept, wept privately. No, when he saw people crying, that's when he started weeping. That's a leader. That's a leader. Relate with what your people are going through. As I said, there's a lot we can learn from Moses, but I had to come up with this even. Otherwise, time would never allow me. I hope you have learned a few things from the life of Moses. I encourage you to go and read 
the scripture so that you can understand more things. Otherwise, I pray that God will use you in this time to be one great leader like Moses. Where you can take your family from poverty. Where you can take your country from hard times. A leader that God will send as a savior. That's the leader that I pray you become in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be a meek leader as Moses. May you be a strong leader that will go through tough times. No matter how people rebel, but you stand on the word of God and you remain faithful to God, obedient to God. May you be that leader. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for grace upon your life. Amen. Have a good week. Bye.